There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes, welcome in to the first podcast of the Tim McKernan Show in 2018. Hello again, everybody. Tim McKernan, John Seymour, executive producer of this fine presentation on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to the Tim McKernan Show. We have new guests for you every Monday, questions from the audience on Thursday, and then producer Joe and I inaccurately pick games on Friday for picking and groaning. Plus, you have the cat chat on the Inside STL Podcast Network, and it comes to you from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. The HomeLoanExpert.com, if you're in the market to buy a home, if you're in the market to refinance a home, make sure you're doing business with Ryan Kelly and his outstanding staff at the HomeLoanExpert.com. When my sister bought her place last year, we made sure that she went to Ryan Kelly. That's how passionately I feel about it, that I'd send family members there, and therefore I recommend him and his staff to you. TheHomeLoanExpert.com, right there on the website. You can enter in numbers to see how much money they can save for you. It's online at TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Ryan Kelly and his outstanding staff, The Home Loan Expert, LLC. Uh, joining me for another edition of the questions from the audience, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the TheHomeLoanExpert.com studios, The Plowhawk. Hello, Plowhawk. Hello. Hello, hello. And Iggy. Hello, Iggy. Timothy, Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year to you and yours. And, and it's the, the, the New Year is the theme of the first question from the audience, and it is this. Plowhawk, you get to lead things off in 2018. Mm, nice. Even if you don't do a resolution per se, what is one thing you hope to accomplish or improve about yourself in 2018? Ooh. I think I'm actually going to try to improve financially. I think I, I spend a lot more money than I should on, I guess I would call frivolous items or I don't, I, I buy bottled soda when I can go buy a 12 pack. I want to be able to buy a house in the next five years. That's the goal. Before I'm 35, I'd like to buy a house. And so I think this year I will really start chipping away at my savings account and get that maybe stacked up to buy a home. So I, I'm going to be, try to be more financially stable in 2018. Iggy. Well, I like the way it was phrased because I don't, I don't believe in resolutions. I don't know why people do that. I'm going to lose weight this year. We'll start losing weight six months before, pig. You don't, you don't wait till the first of the year. We're off to a, we're off to a. Now I'm going to lose weight. Can't well, start. No, because and nobody keeps resolutions anyway. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna work a little harder in my garden this year. Do something different. Um, get away from the huge sunflowers that are really a pain in the ass because the squirrels just end up eating the seeds anyway. So plant this is something. It's going to be a big year. Yeah, I'm going to plant something a little different this year, maybe some littler sunflowers, um, and uh, work on the garden a little bit more. I kind of let it go to shit last year and uh, had a lot of grass growing. So I think um, that's what I'll work on. I really don't have things that, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this, oh, I got to be better at this. I gotta, no, it's, you know, if it happens, it happens. If I make more money, great. If I don't, yeah for the course <laughs> you know if i get a new car great not gonna uplifting. happen but i would love a new car but i won't get a new car so why, why say things like that when i know they're not going to happen this i can take care of i can actually work in my garden more and take care of things that i didn't last year in the garden so that's what i'm going to do nice i like that i like that you're making it a realistic plan for 2018 it's yeah something i know garden. i can do something i know i can do god i want a new car i'm gonna get a new lexus no i'm not why say it i'm it's not gonna happen so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do this year. No, I'm not going to do that this year. I'm in a dangerous spot because I'm actually, like, happy, uh, which, of course, automatically means something horrible will happen. So that's a lock. Uh, I found that by, like, voicing that I'm happy that that means something terrible will happen. So that's unfortunate, but I just know it to be the case, so it's already out there. 
Uh, and then secondarily, um, I'm so like with, with having our son and just so happy in that regard that like what used to drive me in part, I think was, was free time. Um, and now I don't really have as much. And so, whereas I think I used to kind of be defined by my career, which now looking back on it is, I think unhealthy and sad. Like I, like I used to say, Plowhawk, I would say about you. You're just so damn happy. I'm envious of that. And I don't know if you look at me and go, well, he, you know, whatever, has whatever that you perceive I have going on and go, I'd like to have that. Grass is always greener, so to speak. But I'm, I, I, it doesn't matter how much one makes if they're happy. God bless America. Now, my perception of you is that you're happy. Maybe you you go home and you... It's the weed, Tim. No, but I, dog, yeah. on a real note, I know I, I am happy because I, I, I guess this may sound like an Iggy thing, but I set my bar extremely low, low expectations. You know, <laughs> you, you don't get defeated as much if you have those low expectations. No, I'm just used to certain things, <laughs> so I just... So for me, if I have, you know, I have a roof over my head, I have a loving girlfriend, got a couple pups, you know, got a little cash on the side, can't complain. And so that's what I think about. I try not to, you know, try to overthink things and try to set my goals too lofty and then, you know, be disappointed. Yeah, I guess I haven't necessarily changed my goals because I know some things that I certainly want that I do think would make me and my family, most importantly, happy. But I guess over the last X amount of years in radio and the fascinating experiences all of us have had, it's always like, okay, well, if this happens, then we got to be ready with this. And so if this happens, it's gotta be, I'm kind of like, okay, if whatever, we always, in 2018 now, and you had this in 2017, and fortunately with the following that the show has, it's like, all right, I'm going to do a podcast. And that's what, you know, I love doing that. And I love doing the radio show. Um... And so that's kind of just kind of like, I'm, I'm content doing that. I enjoy talking. It's not like, I'm like, oh, I got, we got to see if we can do this or that radio wise. You know, we have the podcast and I love that. And I love the radio show. So I don't know. I don't, I just, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the proper term is because saying I'm satisfied wouldn't be accurate, but because I'm so happy to finally have a baby and a son that I don't, really like I'm not defined by what I do with my career and I and I and like I said I almost first off it's I don't like saying that because like I said I think it automatically jinxes it in the sense that something horrible could happen personally but professionally even if something horrible happened I kind of feel like oh well there's a net and that's the podcast so uh it, it doesn't it doesn't like like five years this will be the fifth anniversary we were just talking about on the Ryan Kelly morning after of the, uh, the man and the woman thing. And we had to start, well, we didn't have to, but I had a good intuition that the man and woman thing wasn't going to work. Uh, and I don't think I was a voice in the wilderness on that. And so I, I was an like, intern at the time and I didn't think it would work. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm like, well, I got to go start a radio station, which is not anything I wanted to do. I didn't start a radio station, but go to a different radio station and reformat it. And then all of the work that came with that and all of the headaches that came with that, and I'm just not interested. I would never do that again. Not because of the fact that I hated it and didn't, wouldn't want to do it again, although that would certainly be a reason, but because it's not necessary anymore. Yeah. And that's what we're only talking five years and how drastically things have changed. And, uh, and I think that's a good thing. So I guess in that sense, I'm kind of, I don't know, like I said, satisfied isn't right because I'm, I'm only 41, even though I've been in the market for 20 years. Content. Yeah, but it's personal fulfillment, yeah. and I'm just, and it's just kind of like, oh, you know, if all hell broke loose here, I'd just be like, all right, you know, let's move, we'll move down to Palm Beach Gardens where we want to live, and I'll just work there, and it's kind of cool because I'll have my wife and I'll have my son, and I, that's kind of all that really matters to me. And I'll be your pool boy. Just you and let me pool boy, live in the house on the side. <laughs> that's right. Obviously, I'll bring the groceries. And so you, you'd, you'd handle. So I mean, everybody. Thing. So everybody. That's, that's kind of where I am, and it's a dangerous spot, but it doesn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm weirded out by that because it has never been my life. I have always been uh, like, what's the next thing? What? Okay, what can we do here? What can I do there? Okay, you know, even when I have a, a three-year contract in television, it's like, okay, well, I'll look at going here or whatever. Yeah, I'm not I'm not interested anymore. It's kind of like, oh, if broadcasting, you know, ended, I'd be like, all right, it's fine. It was awesome. It was so fun. Got to do it for, like I said, 20 years, but it doesn't define me. And I guess that's 
for me anyway, mentally, a good spot to be in. Now, that doesn't mean that I am now as happy as the Plowhawk is. Uh, Plowhawk's a very happy man. But it just it's just kind of like, oh, you know, it's it's crazy, whatever. We do our thing. Fortunately, it works. People love it. We love our audience. Advertisers get a return on their investment. That's the name of the game. And I want to do it for as long as I possibly can. But if whenever it comes to an end, eh, all right. I'm not... I, I hurt myself and hurt, uh, I believe, my first marriage, certainly, and at times my marriage to Anna Marie by sacrificing for the good of the company as opposed to my home life, which now at 41 I look back on. Not that at 41 you have some, like, 80-year-old's wisdom, but go, God, that was just, how bad was that? You know, it's like I'm disappointed in myself. And so that's over. You know, so I don't know. I, does this, does this, is any of this making sense? And I know since yeah. you guys still feel like you work for me, even though you don't, you might feel like you have to say no, yes. No, you avoid a lot of pointless stress. For me, at least, I was always, when I first got out of college and got into radio, I was always thinking five, six years ahead. And you put that, a bunch of stress that you can't really do anything about at that time, you know, you want to get out, but you need obviously need the experience. And so you're always thinking about your next job or your next move instead of enjoying the moment. Right. And so you put all that stress that you don't really need, and then that makes your daily life a little bit more, you know, not as happy. For me, I just, I mean, I, I think about what I'm doing next week, but other than that, I, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in a month. I think, for example, and, like we're doing this show on January 2nd, so it's the first business day of 2018. Now, I don't know when uh, you, the listener, will be listening to it. Many of you will be listening to it uh, in, in the first week of the year. And oftentimes in the past when going back to work, even though I love doing the show, be like, oh, that kind of, and don't get me wrong, it's, it, I love the holidays were better this year than ever before because of our baby. Uh, but it's a different thing. So I'm like, okay, I'll do the show, love doing the show, don't have to go into operating a radio station, which is, I can't tell you how happy that makes me versus where I was this time last year. Uh, and then I can hang out with Anna Marie and Jameson, and that just makes me very happy uh and not like oh my god we're bouncing off the walls happy all the time because it's not like as anybody who has a child and therefore had a newborn knows and none of the three gentlemen in the studios have at this point but uh there's also plenty of bullshit that comes with it that, <laughs> that's 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 the deal but it's just it's a happier time because i'm not doing stuff that i really didn't like doing and then also because when I go home, we have something that we love so much that also was a personal struggle for us to have a baby for almost six years. Oh, don't you know? tell me you don't miss the emails about brokered programming. <laughs> you got to miss uh, that. I, you know, but it's funny. I saw uh, Benjamin Hockman at a party yesterday, New Year's Day, and he asked me a question or he, he tweeted at me something that he's like, God, I thought I, maybe you took that the wrong way. And I'm like, oh, I don't really look at my mentions you know, not that I tweet that much that I like have like a Clay Travis like mention situation where it's like, you know, God, he, he does show some of those mentions where people want him to get cancer and his kids watch him die. I and mean, you're talking about just like just evil shit. And by the way, how come those people aren't exposed to the same standard as those of us with like a media job where they lose their employment when they tweet? that? Like, I don't get the like, you know, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, how does that? And that's why they create fake accounts. I digress. My point is. I don't really, I, so Hockman's like, I hope you didn't take, I'm like, dude, I mean, I, I know Benjamin Hockman. He's like the happiest, friendliest human being going. So even if he did tweet something that I'm like, what was that about? I would give him without the, without question, the benefit of the doubt because he's happy. The point being, I said, I don't really look at my mentions. So I didn't, I didn't see what you tweeted at me. And this was like from, I don't even know when it was like a week or two ago, whatever, uh, which is also another thing that I would advocate Again, I realize most of the people listening probably aren't dealing with Twitter trolls or online. I guess if you're deciding to argue about politics on Facebook or Twitter, then you're probably dealing with it. But uh, just another pro tip on minimizing bullshit. Bert Kaufman, the owner of 920. He sends in a question? Uh, he does not. No. <laughs> he told me, and it was great <laughs> advice, and, and it's very simple. And I like simple advice because it's easier to remember. And then if somebody who's been successful in life, especially somebody, you know, who Bert at that point, I, I don't know how old he was, but the point is he's, he's uh, in his 80s. And this was a handful of years ago. And he told me, he goes, don't waste time on things that have zero upside. 
And it's such a simple thing. And it's difficult at times, I suppose, to actually implement, but there's there's truth to it. And and one of those things would be one of the things that we were mocking this morning on the show, which is arguing on Twitter over which college football conference is better and like really getting worked up about it. The now, big cat, by the way, our Barstool big cat, he is in a huge, because he's a big 10 guy, I guess. So if you do have time today, check through his Twitter mention because he is getting killed. Oh, is that right? And he's reciprocating by killing other. Now, what I was what I was thing. just about to say before you put that, and I didn't know about Barstool Big Cat, but if you are if you are monetizing that, if it is helping your hashtag brand, different <laughs> program. But if you're just like a dude and you have like this week in between Christmas and New Year's and you spend it cheering against a conference in a random bowl game based on your Twitter argument, I feel badly for you. Yep. Just as you should feel badly for me for the decade I spent playing online poker and not like enjoying life. That's, that's how you can feel badly for me. So it's not like I'm coming from a, uh, a great place either. All right. So there's the New Year's question. This question was sent in by a female. Uh, I know. Seamaster's so like, Kevin we didn't Miller. know that. It's, no, and it's not bikini model Brittany. And don't get me wrong. We all believe that she's a female. Uh, but uh, this comes in, and I, I, I almost feel like it's almost like an advice question. Uh, and I will ask this question here. Hey, Tim, I have an interesting when Harry met Sally ask question for the next ask the audience. Can a man and a woman really be friends? Please keep my name out because another listener might get the hint. I don't know what that means, but I will not use the name. Uh, Iggy, why don't you... Uh, that's the question? That's the question. Can a guy and a girl actually be friends? Without I, th- the attraction. I, th- I think it's with, it should include in parentheses without one of the two parties wanting to engage in coitus. Oh, and not that they used to date right. and once they break up, can they still be friends? Um, it's kind of vague. But if you're hot, I apologize. It's not vague at all. It's really a great question. <laughs> if you're a dude, it's really vague. Um, I think they can. I mean, it depends on, on the personalities. Um, I, there's a girl that I think she knows that I would love to bang her. Um, if nothing else, just at least to see her breast. Huh. Um, and I think she breast. knows that. But, but we're still great friends. Um, Do you say breast or breast? Because when you say it, it sounds like you're saying singular. But I think you're intending to say breasts, but you breasts. Just, you do say, I just, oh, yeah. Do yeah. I just stop at the S? Yeah. Breasts. It's like the cat still calls my wife Anna Maria, even though I know he knows her name's Anna Marie. Well, I just say, and I, I don't. I don't take offense. It's just kind of like a, like I like I say things weirdly. I'm certain, and nobody calls me on it. But I, I just was curious if you actually say breasts, and it's like a thing. I think I'm trying to say breasts. Yeah. Maybe I'll just say tits. Is that easier? There, the S always comes out on that. Yeah. Um, so yes, I think it's possible. I mean, it depends. I mean, if you are a very jealous person and you know i don't think that would work that you know hey can't we be friends even though well wait did you did you go out with that girl last night you know i mean you can't if your personality is you're very jealous and very uh demanding on someone then no it's not going to work but depending on your personality sure guys and girls can be friends whether they've had sex before whether they dated before or whether uh one guy wants to bang the chick and she just wants to be friends I think that would be a little bit harder. I think the guy to be a friend would be a little harder if he knows, look, I want to bang you. Well, let's just be friends. I think the girl would say, well, I know he wants to bang me, so how's this going to work? Every time we go out and have a cocktail, I, I know he wants to try and bang me. So, I mean, there's got to be some barriers there, but um, I think if you have both have a personality and up front, hey, I love hanging out with you. It's never going to happen. We're never going to sleep together. Okay, let's just have cocktails. Yeah, then it'll work. Plowhawk, your perspective. For me, I would avoid it at all costs. I mean, not try, not to say that I, I would want to bang one of my friends that are females, but I just don't openly look for a female friend just because you don't want to get in that scenario. Even if it doesn't start out that way, maybe you actually start to like this significant other or she likes you. Then you have that awkward confrontation of can you now be friends now that, that the cat is out of the bag? So I try to avoid it, but I have a lot of female friends, and I think Iggy brought up a a great point about the personality. My personality is I'm not a jealous person, nor would I cheat on my girl. I'm a very loyal person. I'm upfront, honest. So I think for me, it would be just fine to have a female friend because I have plenty of them because I look at them like they're my sister rather than a potential bang buddy. 
I mean, some of them are hot. I, I, I will say that. But you get to a point where I, I just respect my girlfriend. I respect my significant other. And I'm in a place to where I, I, I wouldn't need to engage in, in a, for a, a friend that's a female. So I would say yes, but I'm with Iggy. It's all about the personality of the male and the female. Yeah. I used to think the answer was no, but now I think the answer is yes. So I have uh, changed my, and that just comes from life experience. But I think, I think again, that comes down to is the person, in this case myself, in a spot where they have zero interest in yeah. having any kind of outside fun and games. So if you, it, it, so it's like there's there's things that you, and I'm sure we're all aware of. Them, I don't even know what they are. And, and you guys, well, Plowhawk certainly, you probably even more so. There's certain things you can do on social media that even though you're not doing it, you know it can kind of send a message coded, you know? Well, that's the problem with being a friend with a female or a male is you have, especially with social media, you have your friends, family, coworkers have putting yeah. preconceived notions like even, on like, something. Even getting involved in a private conversation. Yeah. Even something as harmless, it, it, it might be benign in one party's eyes. It could be. And it could give off. So, so from that standpoint, I just always think to myself, okay, if Anna Marie were aware that I were doing this, would she be? And I'm not talking about my my viewing of Brazzers every day. It's six fifteen in the morning. I'm talking about a conversation, a private conversation, uh, you know. And therefore, I wouldn't want to do it, especially in 2018, where it's. Po I mean, people to screenshot their correspondence mm -hmm. when people and send it around. It's you know. So from that standpoint, the priority again, it becomes. From one standpoint, the priority becomes taking care of your own situation and not looking for somebody else. So if you are in that spot mentally that you're not interested, remotely interested in fucking up your life by trying to have a side piece. That's or, why. I, yeah. Th then 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 I can absolutely have and because I'm sitting right now, I'm like, yeah, I have a bunch of women who I would consider to be friends like like, you know multiple 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 uh and i don't know if i would necessarily have viewed it that way like 10 15 years ago so i think it, it depends on where you are with yourself if you're still looking to if one is married and the other one's really horny wanting i mean like i said right. it all depends but on if, the situation but there's, at there's hand. two kinds of marriages uh, well there's I, not just two kinds but there's, I, I, there's, I know where you're going with you know it, what yeah. i mean like there's there's the the person whether male or female who's happy in their marriage or there's Facebook married where, hey, look, we're out on a nice day, yeah, but really, right. I hate my which, life. Which, you, yeah. which, to me, is an automatic tell that things are not going well. Exactly. Because if things are going well, you don't feel obligated to run around and post it on social media. That's my read. That could be a bad That's read. That's an accurate one. That's my read. Um, all right. This is from Barnhart Brawler. Uh, he, gives, he gives you an option on what you would rather answer. Uh, what do you think of the phrase, well, it's true for me? Do we all have our own truths that are based on our own experiences and knowledge? Or are there larger objective truths that we should wow. all strive for? Or favorite breakfast cereal? So, again, you have the choice of which one you would like to add. One deep and one childish. I you're guess not I'll happy go... with the Barnard Brawler? Uh, I, don't, I never use that phrase. So, um, what, what phrase? Barnard Brawler? If it's true, oh. it's true with me. What was it he said? Well, it's true for me. Yeah, it's true for me. I don't use that phrase. Um, and I don't eat cereal. So I guess yeah, I don't eat cereal. Yeah, so I guess. Once I kind of became of the makeup of cereal, <laughs> yeah, it's like why would I do that now? If you don't care, God bless. Like the Plowhawk, you could probably eat like I have three six bowls. Well, I have six boxes of cereal. Yeah, I mean, cabinet, yeah, you're, so, you're yeah. in a so you had a different ball. The game. question's fucked for me and Tim. You go ahead and answer it. Well, actually, I, I use the phrase quite a bit. The uh, well, it's true for me. It's kind of like instead of saying in my opinion, you're kind of spicing it up a little bit. And if you yeah, use that I, word too much, not, but then then to me, then the state because I I am a literalist and therefore a truth is objective. When I'm partially but illiterate, my, so I okay, think for perfect. me and people like me who don't really know how to use words correctly, sometimes it just fits perfectly. So I use it on occasion. I I just I mix it up from instead of in my opinion, I use that phrase. And my favorite cereal. It all depends. There's a lot of varieties. I like kicks, but I don't like kicks without sugar on them. So I need to put uh, a little. I, agree. I actually share this opinion, even though I had haven't had kicks since the, the Cardinals and Twins '87 World Series. I do know what you're talking. And about. honeycomb is great, but honeycomb three or four bowls deep is phenomenal. You need it kind of a little bit more stale. You need a base. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So they're different. I mean, if I if you're talking, what's my favorite cereal? They'll open a box and have a bowl. 
It might be Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Well, you answered so, the question. There you go. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tim McKernan Show. And uh, we certainly enjoyed bringing it to you here over the last three months. It has been fun to have the caliber of interviews and also the questions people ask for questions from the audience. And all we ask is this. Please support the sponsors. When it gets down to it, it is a business. And we are lucky to have the caliber of sponsors that we have in addition to the caliber of guests that we've had. And James Carlton of the James Carlton Agency is one that I ask you to support because I know this, everybody's got to have insurance. So if you got to do it, do it with somebody who not only is a supporter of the show, but also somebody who receives awards for the caliber of service he and his staff provide at the James Carlton Agency. James Carlton, a state farm agent. 90% of homeowners in Missouri escrow their premium with their mortgage and have no idea what they're paying or what they're covered for. Call James today to protect your biggest asset. In fact, go to his website right now and go check them out at carltoninsurance.net. Call James, 314-961-4800. Call James, and he very well can get you better coverage and start saving you money. In fact, he often can include $100. Hundred thousand dollars in life insurance without even increasing your payment. The switch is easy. They do all the paperwork for you. Just takes one phone call or apply online at carltoninsurance.net. People do business with James because they like him and they trust him. He is local and he has established himself as one of the best in the business. James Carlton, State Farm Insurance Agent. I uh, do not like the phrase, well, it's true for me. I don't know how, uh, uh, to me, that's that's actually an inaccurate statement because it's, it's, you're not, we all can't have our own individual truths, you know? So, but I mean, I, I suppose in 2018, I, I guess it's like become socially acceptable to say crap that isn't accurate, but that's, it's, it's, it's actually, so I would use in my opinion, because in my opinion, there is an afterlife, and I, in my opinion, believe that it is the Christian. That I'm using this as an example, by the way. It is the Christian, you know, belief that there's a heaven and an afterlife with Jesus and all of that. God bless America. That is your opinion. Now, if somebody would say, "Well, it's true for me," I would disagree that that then it becomes. Bang. I mean, that that's that's not the way that 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 the statement works. But I'm sure that there'll be like hundreds of people who would argue with that. Uh, so, uh, but I just totally disagree with it. Uh, Thad asks this question, and I guess it's more for me. How would you compare slash contrast your quote audience? I don't know why that audience was put in quotes. However you define it from when you first started on radio to now. I think it's a good question because I've actually thought about it and I don't know why I thought about it, but it's different and it actually played out. I've been wrong about so many things. Um, and I like to think one of the reasons why the show is growing is because I think almost all of us, if not all of us, will say when we're wrong, whereas right now, but I think there's kind of starting to become a backlash to it or people are catching on to it. And over the last handful of years, it's been in vogue to never acknowledge being wrong. So on our show... We admit when we're wrong, um, and I think that's—I certainly think that's healthy. So what I'm hoping is that there will be a backlash to the hot takery, and that nuance will be invited into uh, more of the mainstream. But with that all said, this was something that I happened to be right on. First off, the format of the show was designed to appeal to younger people, and this is in 2002. Uh, because I didn't feel like there was a show in St. Louis for 20 and 30 somethings. And I still, I'm not outside of our show and the Rizzuto show. I'm not sure what the shows in St. Louis. And, and I, and again, I say it and I don't say it anytime I say this stuff, it's not intended to be a shot. If I'm missing one Plowhawk, you're in your twenties. Maybe, maybe I am missing a show that does appeal to people that, that's successful, that appeals to not in the area. No 20. And I, and I don't no. And I, I always thought that was, I thought it was odd then. And I think it's odd now, but St. Louis is an older city. Um, so, uh, like, things trend older. So, uh, at least it has. Hopefully that is changing, for the record, and I think it might be. But that's odd to me. And, and, I, don't, and I don't think it will, actually. The older thing, I think, will change. But radio-wise, it won't, because younger people aren't going, oh, I'm going to listen to the radio. Our audience, our younger ones, listen to podcasts. Like, they don't think about listening to the radio. Or they listen to Spotify, Pandora, if they're going to... 
listen to music. So when we first started, this is another thing that I hoped was the case. I didn't necessarily know would be the case, but we first started the morning grind in July of 2004, the people who owned KFNS were going to fire us. And I don't know how they were going to do it, but seeing as that they fired the cat and he had a contract, I suppose they were just going to hope that they would win. Uh, obviously it didn't work out, but we all had contracts. Uh, but the show was received so poorly when we started the show, uh, me, Martin, and the cat, that they were going to fire us. And, um, and it was because people were so used to what is kind of more the 101 ESPN style of sports talk radio. But even that, that's not fair because I, I, I don't listen to 101 much. And again, as I always say on the radio, it's not a shot. I just don't listen to it. But I don't think they take phone calls, if I'm not mistaken. They either take voice messages or something like that. And so people liked like the KMWX Sports Open Line style of sports talk shows where it'd be segment, guest, usually a beat reporter from whoever the Cardinals or Blues or Rams were playing, calls, maybe like a scripted segment, and then repeat all day long. And that was not what we were doing. And the program director at the time was like, well, you got to like, I remember, I can't remember what her name is. She won a gold medal, Carly Patterson, anyone you were in the yeah. gold medal 2004 Olympics? Yeah. And I remember the program director going, well, you got to have her on. You got to have her. And we're like, why? Well, like, we don't care. Like, it's great she won a gold medal, but I don't think our audience cares. And we don't care. And therefore, it's going to be a bad interview. So you don't just put somebody on just because that's not the way that it works. And there was a disconnect. But I believed in the philosophy. The philosophy being give the people what they want. And taking a step back from that is the people oftentimes will want whatever it is that we are most passionate about or most entertained by, because then that will translate to them. Oftentimes, some of the best podcasts I'll find are guests who I, on the surface, I wouldn't have any interest in, but because the interview or the topic is engaging, then all of a sudden I'm interested. And just putting somebody on, the Cardinals are taking on the Pirates. Let's call the guy who covers the Pirates or the Post Pittsburgh Post Tribune or whatever the hell it is. Thank you. And, and get his take on the Pirates. Okay. And then just kill a segment. I mean, just fuck that. That's what it was for forever. Yeah. Every sports station, that's what it was. That. It was just, it's bad radio. And, and St. I, Louis is unique in that sense. Like, what's, what's go, what goes on in this market is unique. There are more morning after style shows at the successful stations around the country than there are pick whatever other style that you would want to pick because you're casting a narrow net with just talking sports, and especially in St. Louis now when you have the Cardinals and you have the Blues, and then to a lesser extent, um, you know, the college sports. So, you know, the hope was that those people would go away, and they did, and we would lose them, and they could, you know, fuck off and listen to KMOX and, you know, jerk themselves off into a tizzy over Tony LaRusse's bullpen moves, and we would do what we do. Uh, and a lot of them were older, so they went away. And uh, and then new people would find our show who weren't necessarily hardcore sports fans. And so to answer Thad's question, uh, that uh, that's that's what's happened. The audience has gotten younger, which which I suppose was a plan. There was a strategy there. It was it was economic supply to communication, supply and demand. It worked out. Um, I didn't necessarily think that it would work out in the in the way that it has. I certainly never thought the thing would last as long as it has, but um, yeah, that's how I would say the audience is different. And I, and, I, and I think for this station as a whole, I think that that group is gone. I don't know where they really are anymore. I don't know if they're on 101. I've said to people before, like the people who follow Bernie Miklas, a lot of times I'll click on his thing and they're not following me and vice versa, um, which is why I say like the thing with KFNS and 101, well, I don't think there was a thing with KFNS because they do something totally different than we do. I guess by definition, they're both sports stations. I don't even know if we're considered a sports station anymore. I have no idea. Don't, who gives a shit? Um, but if you want that, then you're going to go there and you know you're going to get that there, but you know you're not going to get that with us. And I just, and if, if somebody came along and said, you only can talk sports. I'd be like, all right, I'm done doing it. I just, and I wouldn't be like mad about it. I'm just like, that's not, I don't have any interest in doing that. I'll do something else. Something where, you know, it's boring. Yeah. Not it's, to it's, everybody, it's, but right after doing this but, show but, and but, not having to come in and break down a Virginia Navy game and break down a Cardinal loss to the, 
you know, Colorado Rockies in April for three hours. Right. I mean, so that's the thing. But there are times where I am absolutely fascinated by a sports topic. Sure. Like to this morning, for example, I truly am passionate about the college football playoff going from what it is now to eight teams with five power five conference automatic bids who win their championship and then three at largest with an undefeated group of five getting in. And I know the cat hates talking college sports because he didn't go to a, he's from the Northeast. He didn't go to a school with, you know, SEC team as Doug and I did. Uh, and so he kind of tunes out. I, I mean, I know the tells and I'm, he knows when I'm tuning out on certain topics and he starts, he starts making sketches of little stick men. <laughs> I've been seeing these sketches since 2004, so I know it. And so I know I'm essentially talking to the audience uh, and Doug looked like he was paying attention. Um, and then the cat just out of nowhere brings up a Donald Trump tweet about aviation. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess I got my time in on it. But, Good tweet. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, that'll, that'll be that. Because I know, I know now Doug is going to move to that. And I'll, uh, I'll, just, I'll just tweet out my thoughts on the college But that's football. a fascinating topic. But it's not something that happens on this show every day, five right. days a week. So, so, so that's what I'm saying. For example, at a sports station where you're, where you're told you can only talk sports, that would be miserable to me. I also think it's not a. I don't. I don't think it's a sustain, sustainable business plan in 2018, um, because if you're not allowed to get into other topics, I think you're really limiting your audience. And I just don't think there are a lot of 20 and 30 somethings who are like, "Oh, give me more of your Blues Devils pregame breakdown." You know what's going on with JD Martinez and the Red Sox. Let's take a look at the Chiefs and Titans offensive lines, and then we'll come back and look at the Bills and Jaguars. I just don't think it's there. So I think it's bad business plan long-term uh, as well. So there is a strategy behind it, um, and especially with niche programming, which podcasting allows, and that's where so much of our audience, they go to podcast the show. That's how, that's how I see the difference. But that was a real thing. They were really going to whack us like a month in. And I and, and, and I'm like, I think back on it. I think I had a three-year contract at the time. I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do? Just cut me a check for 36 months of pay. Great. Sweet action. Uh, but now kind of knowing the people involved and seeing what they did to the cat, I'm like, oh, I guess they were going to try and fire me and then try and get out of it. And then it would have led to litigation. So it would have been wonderful. Craziest night of your life. Maybe he's just going to go back to Champagne Tony Lee. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of them. I mean, this one's, that would be hard to break it down. I mean, I'm not bragging. I'm just, I've been fortunate that I've had a lot of fun nights. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Stevie Nicks in the hotel room. Um, now, that makes it sound like you hooked up with Stevie Nicks, but I've heard the story before, and that no, means you were at a party, a party, and you were talking yeah. to Stevie Nicks on a couch at the yeah, Ritz. party. Um runaways that was a great night um was it wildest or funnest night the question was craziest oh night. craziest night exactly you know meeting gaga wasn't crazy um but it was a great night still a great probably night. the craziest night um i won't bring up his name uh, i'll just say my friend jimmy his parents um went down to the lake quite a bit and they had a house at the lake of the ozarks and I don't know what kind of party it was, but they had like a, the estates, they're not cul-de-sacs in the Ozarks, I don't know what they're called, but their little part of like Big Bear Estates, whatever, had their little get together in like this open grass field overlooking the lake. And I met one girl that we talked for like maybe a half hour, I had a few beers and I took her into, can you cut that out? I just gave his last name oh, okay. <laughs> into his parents' house, and uh, we had sex. And then I came back out to the party, and there was a, I don't know if he's a state senator or a local senator <laughs> from Nebraska, uh, but they had a house at the lake, and uh, there was this girl they brought down with their friend, and she was just drop-dead gorgeous. And uh, then I took her in the house, and I had sex with her, but I had it on his brother's bed where him and his wife slept. And they both walked in to change, and there I was banging this girl on their bed. So it was a crazy afternoon, crazy evening. Um, 
didn't feel good about them walking in on me and then knowing mm. that I had sex on their bed. Mm. But that was crazy to do two within like a two hour span and then get caught by the couple. Kind of crazy. Plog. Go ahead and edit that out if you want. <laughs> I have a sex one as well. Wow. And I didn't realize at the time that my, when I lost my virginity, my first time was going to be in a cuck situation, it felt like. And I'll tell you... So we were out, like, when in my hometown, was a small town, when we have parties when we're 16, 17, 18 years old, it's not at anybody's house, it's at somebody's farmhouse. At least one person you know has a farm in the middle of nowhere with sheds, and you just go out there and get wasted and stay the night there. So I was 16 at the time, met this uh, old gal, uh, one of my buddy's cousins, I didn't know that either, mm. at the time, uh, sitting on a bale of hay, just... You know, drinking, just enjoying the uh, the nice stars. We got a fire going, uh, and we start to make out. We go on the hood of my uh, Toyota Camry, nineteen eighty eight Toyota Camry, Very nice. and we're on the top, like not on the. We're on the top of my car, you know, kind of getting frisky, and then all of a sudden, a bale of hay catches fire <laughs> uh, from, from the. We were sixteen at the time. We weren't really great at making a fire, and <laughs> and so uh, then a barn goes up. So we get the fire department out. Luckily, the local fire department is a buddy's dad. He's the fire chief. They come, let the fire out. Nobody, you know, a couple people leave because they're scared. Party continues in about an hour. I want to get my bang on. So we ended up having sex on the hood of my car mm. while my buddy watched in the bushes and was cheering me on, kind of similar to maybe like a Rose Bowl situation. You know, the final drive, you got Sonny Michelle coming in there. Sure, but, absolutely. you know, they're just getting analogy. that extra motivation. And so I, I guess the first time I lost my virginity was in a cuck situation, or at least a viewing situation. Yeah, viewing, I, yeah, I, was, I thought. So it wasn't a significant other of my buddies. So, yeah. Uh, was, this your was this your buddy watching... You no, not a cousin? cousin. No, no, no. I got a lot of buddies. That really would have kind is, of been yeah. hill people. Like. I, I that would have been very disappointing. Him cheering me on in that. No, just another Who random is, buddy. He saying, you yeah, you're the man, da. Well, at that time, I didn't. I had nothing on but tube socks because it was a little cold. So I'm That's so hot. So I'm hot, on right. top of my car with tube socks. So it it did look a little odd. So that extra motivation was needed. It was a little chilly. So that yeah, my first time having sex was in a. A uh, little bush cuck situation in a barn caught on fire. So I don't have many crazy nights. That's how you so, lost your virginity on the hood of a, a Camry while there was a bale of hay on fire with your buddy cheering. Yeah, the, you the, on? Hay, the bale of hay started the barn fire. But yes, so. and tube socks. <laughs> and tube socks. So it was a I good like, night. I don't like mine now. My mine sounds like I'm just bragging <laughs> yeah. that I banged two chicks in one night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, just, I don't take that. Any back. of mine would be group sex scenarios as well. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. I don't have any group sex scenarios. I it wasn't group. I mean, it would have been if they, <laughs> if they would have caught me and then said, join in. But they were very pissed off and said, get out. So there wasn't no group. One of the most pleasant surprises, I suppose, uh, because usually I'm the one trying to get lesbianism in my life, as I believe I've said before. I think I've said it before. A few times, yeah. Uh, but one uh, with a significant other, I was already home and she brought... Two women home nice. for both of us. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, now, fortunately, that's not the only time this type of stuff has occurred, but that one really stands out to me because I was getting ready to shut it down. It was probably two in the morning, and uh, and you're just like, oh, my God. God bless America. This is, this is you know what this is all about? This is what it's all about, Jack. This is what it's all about, Jack. Damn, I dated bisexual strippers, and that never happened to really? me. Really? Yeah. Never brought anybody back. Well, the thing about it, you know, nobody's ever attracted to me, you know. Well, they're stupid. Look at that. What a wonderful, what a wonderful. That should be the promo for this podcast. <laughs> but also fortunately, <laughs> I run like Ivy with some of these women I've been lucky enough to, to be with. And I truly don't know what that's about. I don't, I have local no TV. idea. What, what do you think it is? Local TV. You think it's local television? Yeah, you think that's what it was? That such, a, such a turn on. Yeah. Hey, he did sports 13 years ago on TV. This, 21st market in St. Louis. But, uh, so women will be attracted to them. So I win by proxy. But, uh, yeah, with this, this one, I mean, like I said, I mean, when the door opens and your significant other is bringing home women for everybody, that's, that's fun for the whole thing. I mean, what, 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 I mean, that's, that's a family that's, fun like, I'm day there, I mean, I'm picturing that moment going, my God, this is about as good as it gets for real. 
Uh, let's see. Anything else? Biggest disappointment and, and uh, regret slash best moment of 2017. That's how we wrap it up by closing out 2017. My Final best question. is easy, and it's, I mean, it's very lovey-dovey, but, I mean, obviously I'm going to probably end up marrying the, the girl that I'm with. I am a man in love. And so the the first date with uh, my gal was very significant right when we got back from spring training. We'll never forget it. It was just a steak and shake lunch slash dinner after we got picked up from the airport. That was when we started dating, and so that was probably by far the best moment. I've had in 2017. Can't think of many disappointments just yet, but I'll let Iggy go and uh, revert back to me. Mm-hmm. I can't think of either one. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> so streamlined. I mean, I'm just a, an even-keeled guy that if you know my lifestyle, my lifestyle is that I enjoy coming to work every day. I get to laugh for three hours with, you know, five of the best people in the world. I enjoy it. Uh, I go home. If it's summer, I go spend a little time on the patio, relax. I love to cook, make dinner, I watch TV. That's how I relax. So when you that's your lifestyle basically. There's really nothing that's going to upset you or nothing that's really going to make you ecstatic, you know. What about Gaga? The Gaga concert got Yeah, what there. about that? Nicely done, Plowhawk. Well, what about that though? Well, I guess it wasn't your first time seeing her, but still probably a highlight of the 2017. That was a fun concert, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've already seen her before and I met her, so that was just yeah. I look forward to seeing it, but it's not like a highlight. I mean, I really don't think I have a highlight without maybe sitting down and reflecting like a lot of people do after the year. Oh, what I want to change this year, what <laughs> I want to do. You know, I don't really do that, but I guarantee by tomorrow I'll think of something that, you know, hey, that was kind of cool. But off the top of my head, I can't think of anything cool in 2017. Yeah, I'm trying to my... My favorite moment is obvious. Your child, I know. Yeah. Child, yeah. yeah, is the birth of Jameson. But, uh, God, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I'm trying to think of like, I don't know. I, I've, I've got to have stuff. I, mean, I think it, my it, biggest disappointment, and it's a, a very easy one uh, to pick out, and I don't think you'll remember until this, uh, when I, oh, I should have hopped on the bus with Dexter wow, Fowler. Wow, that's a I nice think play. looking, look at the time, I was like, oh, I'm, thank God I didn't. Looking back, who cares if I get kicked out at, at, at spring training? You have that story that lives forever. I'm sure there would have been hilarious audio moments that we would have captured forever. And so I think I missed my opportunity for a real slam dunk interview with the Cardinal players on the bus. I, I, I think the players would have loved it, actually. I think that maybe somebody with the organization wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Mike but, wouldn't have been a fan, I don't think. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, but... Uh, it's interesting that you think about that because I hadn't thought of it, but once you bring it up, yeah, I've got to think. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure people listen are like, yeah, what about this, you fucking idiot? You did this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. But yeah, I mean, it'll I, come to you. It'll come to yeah, you in a day or two. But right but, now, I just don't think But of, for real, like, what was I? Why did I, I brought up Hockman. What was I bringing up Hockman for? I think I was about getting, a tweet. He said, oh, yeah. I, I look at, tweet. But also, he was under the impression, which surprised me. But I guess, you know, that just shows how for this, this stuff is our professional life and we think everybody is aware of it uh, because we're in our own little world. And in reality, 99.9% of the people have no idea, nor do they care. But he's saying, yeah, he goes, that, you know, this situation had to be tough for you. And I'm like, dude, I haven't had anything to do with managing the radio station for like a year. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah. I'm like, when, when the writer's block was, was gone, I go, I didn't have anything to do with that, you know. And I'm like, that was your show. Now, I had to call you. <laughs> I had to call you. I was messenger boy. But, I mean, that wasn't like my thing. I'm like, I haven't had anything to do with it, bro. And I'm just like, I figured he would know that, you know. But I, 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 but that just shows me that maybe it's another reason why he's so happy. He doesn't read that crap. And so he just, he, so God bless him on that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing that really disappointed me. got to be. And there's nothing well, not that, getting uh, an MLS team? That's heartbreaking. God, that was so great that that happened. I can't believe I mean, that's really yeah, nothing I mean, that... I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I, I need to say something. Yeah, I'm sure there's something that I'm going to get home and say, oh, that I should have... Because there's probably something I said on the air that, uh, God, that pissed me off. Yeah. And then people say, oh, you said it on the air, pissed you off, but now because you don't remember because you lied? No, I just I don't remember. No. no. It must not have been that big of a deal that it uh, didn't piss me off that much. 
Uh, questions from the audience. We're always welcoming you to send them in. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Post them on the TMA fan page. You ought to join that TMA fan page. We are now at, uh, let's see, we're at like 6,164 members and a bunch of fake attempts to join the fan page <laughs> that sit there. All you have to do is answer some questions to get in, and there's a little vetting process with the, the helpers. And uh, once you're in, you won't want to. But you leave, see, there's though. 19. You see right here, you can see the member request 19, and it says hasn't answered questions, waiting for response. Nobody answers the questions, and then they say, uh, like Steve, okay, computer boozer is still not in. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder why. Hey, I will say, I will say that I, I, I was disappointed that I missed that short putt to beat Jonathan <laughs> Deal to make the That's semifinals. That's a nice answer. Yeah. I'm that getting. Go, I'm getting. It. I thought you would think of something. I would have had one of the greatest pars of my life on number 18 at Harbor Town, and I missed like a four foot putt. It was like a scrambling par. I can't believe I found my ball and had a great approach to give me a chance for what should have been, you know, a putt that I make probably eight out of ten times, and I missed it. But to say yours was actually in, in a form of a competition where there was money on the line. If I volunteer, you know, I missed a golf putt on like this top 100 golf course in the United States for a par. People be like, "Oh, poor fucking that's a, privileged that's a disappointment prick. for you." Yeah, but there's gotta be. I mean, there's other stuff. I mean, there's other. St- I don't know. And I just you know, can just, just think about it. A, a year life. a year ago or or a year from now today, you'll be answering this question and being the highlight was playing at Bell Reeve in the 2018 Wow! PGA wow! Wow! <laughs> It does seem likely. It does seem likely. That'll be exciting to win the PGA Championship in my hometown. Like, it'd be one thing if I won my first PGA Championship, you know, at, what, Pinehurst number 2 or something like that. But to, to win it, you know, in my have hometown. Have your whole family there. my whole family, because I don't think otherwise they would show up. It'd be too much of an inconvenience to get down to Carolina. Yeah, I know all about them. <laughs> yeah, from the Brentwood Hall of Fame debacle. Yeah, so that's that's... That'll be you're right, Plowhawk. Uh, to win the PGA Championship in my hometown, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. Or if I can just get around in the '60s at Westboro this summer, I'd take that also. All right, uh, time for us to shut it down. Thank you to uh, Ryan Kelly and the HomeLoanExpert.com team. Uh, we uh, appreciate everybody supporting the podcast. Please subscribe to the Tim McKernan Show. Please subscribe to the Cat Chat on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Leave a review. It helps the cause. Uh, for the Sea Monster, for the Plowhawk, for Iggy, I'm Tim McKernan. Thanks for listening to the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.